الحمد لله رب العالمين له الحمد الحسن والثناء الجميل وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له يقول الحق وهو يهدي السبيل وأشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه والتابعين لهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين أما بعد وإندي مدخل إلى علم الفقه Introduction to Fiqh وللله الحمد والمنة We've spoken previously in our last lesson about Al-Imam Abu Hanifa rahimahullah We didn't just talk about the Imam but we talked about the Madhab as well and the most important books within the Madhab and we spoke about the students of Al-Imam Abu Hanifa and the stages in which the Madhab went through Today, inshallah ta'ala, we're going to be speaking about the second followed madhab. Madhab al-Imam Malik rahimahullah. We're going to be talking about al-Imam Malik himself. We're going to be give a short, summarized biography of the Imam. And we're also going to speak about the Madhab and the way that I plan to go through it is as it's written on the board inshallah ta'ala these are the five points that I hope inshallah ta'ala in today's class I will be able to cover and these five are very important for you to know in order to understand and to know what Madhab al-Malikiyah is and the Imam of the Madhab who he is so the first point is At-Ta'rifu bi-Imam al-Madhab who is the Imam of this Madhab so we're going to speak about the Imam himself his biography inshallah ta'ala and the way I'm going to be speaking about him is Hayatu al-Shakhsiyah his personal life and his academic achievements his educational background. Those are the two I'm going to talk about. Hayatul Shakhsiya and Hayatul Ilmiya. His personal life. And I'm also going to speak about his educational background. And what type of knowledge does he have. All of that, inshallah ta'ala, is going to be so summarized. Because Imam Malik, him alone, we can talk about for a whole year and take lessons from his life. Rahimahullah rahmatan wasi'a. And that is not an exaggeration. The second point that we want to discuss today is Talamiduhu, his students. Talamiduhu means what? The students of Imam Malik. Imam Malik has many students. But we're going to pick Ahamu Talamidihi, the most prominent students of his. And we've picked, and we've chosen these five. The first one is Abdullah ibn Wahb ibn al-Misri And the second one is Abdurrahman ibn al-Qasim The third one is Ashab ibn Abdul Aziz The fourth one is Abdullah ibn Abdul Hakam And the fifth one is Ma'an ibn Isa If you look at the four first ones They were from Egypt They were Egyptians and the last one is Madani. 
Ma'ali ibn Isa. We'll speak about each of them quickly, inshallah ta'ala, if the time allows it. If not, then we'll mention the ones within those five that we think is necessary for you to know them. And if I don't get the time to go through it, and I find that it may take my time, you all can go and look into their biographies more, inshallah ta'ala, and do your own research, inshallah ta'ala. The third, inshallah ta'ala, is Ba'dul Malamih, highlights, stages in which the madhab went through. Ama, the categorization of the madhab, how to actually categorize the madhab. And we've categorized the madhab into four. The first one is the book in which Imam Malik authored himself. Okay, that's the first one. That's the first stage of the madhab, of course. And we'll talk about that more, inshallah ta'ala, the book he authored, a bit about it, inshallah ta'ala. The second one is Al-Asmi'ah. Al-Asmi'ah means what? Ma sami'ahu talamiduh. That which his students heard from him. Are you with me, brothers? And when it comes to Imam Malik, two are the ones that are heard the most from him. The first one is Abdurrahman ibn Abdurrahman ibn Qasim al-Misri. They said that he heard from Imam Malik answers and questions that reached 300 volumes. 300 volumes. And the second person is Ma'an ibn Isa al-Madani. Ma'an ibn Isa al-Madani used to be called Usaybatu Malik. The small stick of Imam Malik. I mean, he was always with Imam Malik. To the extent they said that he used to sleep on the front porch of Imam Malik's house. And when Imam Malik would come out, he would wake up and he would narrate from him. And when he, he would go with him to his house and sleep in front of his door. Wouldn't interrupt him, he would wait for him to come out, then he would narrate from him. Ma'al ibn Isa al-Madani, we'll speak about that inshaAllah ta'ala. The third one is Al-Mustakhrajat. Al-Mustakhrajat, we'll talk about it. It is that which the student extracts from the fatwa of the Imam for incidents and events that haven't happened. The Imam gave a fatwa for a particular issue, right? The students would take that same fatwa and they will apply it to a similar situation which the Imam didn't talk about, but they will apply it on there. This is called what? Al-Mustakhrajat. The fourth one is Al-Ijtihadatu Aymatil Madhab. The Ijtihad and the independent reasoning that was done by the Imams of the Madhab. And we'll speak about who those Imams are and in issues related to that. The fourth point that we want to tackle, inshallah ta'ala, is Ahamul Mu'allafati fil Madhab. The most important, the most prominent books within the madhab of Imam Malik. The most prominent books in the madhab, madhab al-Malikiyah. And these are the five. The first one is al-Muatta by Imam Malik himself. And the Muatta is a kitab which is fiqh athari. It's fiqh based on hadith athar. Different. 
And then comes these four, which is the Al-Mudawwana, written by Sahnoon. I will speak about them, inshallah ta'ala. The Mustakhraj, which is also known as Al-Utubiyyah, written by Muhammad ibn Ahmed Al-Utubi. Al-Wadiha, which is written by Abdul Malik ibn Habib Al-Sulami. And Al-Muwaziyyah, which is written by Muhammad ibn Ibrahim, who's well known as Al-Muwaziyyah. These four were compiled by Ibn Hajib in a kitab called Jam'ul Ummahat. These four. He called it Jam'ul Ummahat. He summarized these four, or he brought all of these four together in a kitab which he called it Jam'ul Ummahat. Khalil ibn Ishaq al-Misri came and he explained Jam'ul Ummahat. What did he do? He explained it. So let me say that again. The Al-Mudawwana, Al-Mustakhraja, Al-Wadiha, Al-Mawaziya, these four, were summarized by who? Sorry, so not summarized. Explained by who? Sorry, sorry. These four were gathered. They were all gathered together by who? Ibn Hajib. What Ibn Hajib did was he took those four in a book which he called it Jam'ul Ummahat. Ibn Hajib did that. After Ibn Hajib came, Khalil ibn Ishaq al-Misri, he explained the Jam'ul Ummahat in a book which he called it At-Tawdih. And then what he did to the Tawdih is he summarized it in a metal that's well known today as Mukhtasar al-Khalil which you hear the Malikiyah memorize, is known as Matnul Khalil as well, which they memorize. We will speak about all of that, inshallah ta'ala. If I've gone over it fast, don't worry, we'll speak about it in great details, inshallah ta'ala. Number five is istilahatu, the terminologies. Istilahatu al-madhab. The terminologies which are used in the, in the madhab. Istilahat, terminologies that are used in the what? that are used in the madhab. And the terminologies, we've broken it into four. Al-Mustalahat, Al-Khasa bi-Kutubihim. Terminologies that are specific to their books. The third one is, Mustalahat, which is specific to their scholars and the shuyukh of the madhab. The scholars of the madhab, titles that they give. Al-Shaykhan, Al-Imam, Al-Qarinan. Who do they mean by these terms? We'll see inshallah ta'ala Malikiyah. Third one is Al-Mustalahat Al-Khasah Bil-Riwayat Wal-Aqwal. Terminologies that are specific to narrations and statements. How they refer to narrations and statements. Last but not least, Al-Mustalahat Al-Khasah Fit-Tarjih. When they want to strengthen between opinions, and give precedence to one opinion over the other, there are terms which they use. And some people, they think this is not important. But it's very important in every madhab, you learn the mustalahat of that madhab. Because when you try to read those books in the madhab, you would have to understand those words that are being used. So those five, inshallah ta'ala, we will cover today regarding the madhab of al-imamu. 
Imam Malik rahimahullah. Let's start with the Imam of the Madhab. Al-Imam Malik. Al-Imam Malik, his kunya is Abu Abdullah. His kunya is what? Abu Abdullah. Malik ibn Anas. Ibn Malik. Ibn Abi Amir al-Asbahi. Al-Himyari al-Madani. So his kunya is Abu Abdullah. His name is Malik ibn Anas. Ibn Malik. So he's Malik ibn Anas ibn Malik. Ibn Abi Amir al-Asbahi al-Himyari al-Madani. Idan al-Imam Malik is a Arab. Al-Imam Malik was an Arab. He wasn't a foreigner. Al-Imam Malik was a he was an Arab. And he was not Mawla. He wasn't a Mawlan. He wasn't a slave. Or he didn't go through slavery. None of his family members went through slavery. Rahimahullah. Ulidhalika al-Imam al-Zuhri used to say Mawlahum Mawla and he would use that term. And he used to kind of annoy al-Imam Malik. And he would say Laytahu lam yarwi anna. I wish he didn't narrate from us. Referring to who? His teacher Muhammad ibn Shahab al-Zuhri. Ala kulli hal, al-Imam Malik is Himyari. He's a tribe well known as Himyari. And he's Madani, meaning he was, he was a resident in where? In Al-Madina. There are three views in regards to his birth. There are three views in regards to his birth. When was he born? The first one is that he was born 93. He said he was born 93. The second view is 94. And the second view is 97. So it's 93, 94, and 97. Those are the three views that Al-Imam Malik, his birth. I mentioned this before. One of the amazement or the shocking things about the biography of Al-Imam Malik is his mother was pregnant four years. She was carrying him for four years. This is what the Mu'arrikhun, the historians mentioned. Was in the stomach of his mother for how long? And Abdul Bar mentions that as well. Naam. Al-Imam Malik was an Imam in three things he was an Imam. Imam fi sunnah He was an Imam in the Sunnah. Imam fi al-Hadith. And he was an Imam in Hadith. And he was an imam in the fiqh. He was an imam in all three. And we will mention examples of that, inshaAllah ta'ala. The scholars all agreed that he is an imam in all three. There's no khilaf. Are we all together, brothers? Al-imam Malik. Imamatuhu fi sunnah, there's no dispute about it. That is an imam in aimat sunnah. Okay? And that is different from Imam fi al-hadith. Lama sunnah represents mu'taqad, belief. Lakin imam fi al-hadith means he knows and he mastered the science of hadith. Imam Malik was an imam in that as well. And he was also imam fi al-fiqh. No one disputed that Imam Malik is fiqh. No one said he's not a faqih. Are we all together? Walidhalika three of the four were unanimously agreed upon. Are you with me, brothers? 
And Imam Abu Hanifa's imama in fiqh was agreed upon. So was Imam Malik and Imam Ash-Shafi'i. As for Ahmed, some people disagreed whether they should add him to the what? Naam, and say give him a madhab. From them is Ibn Jarir al-Tabari. He didn't give Imam Malik that status. And because of that Ibn Jarir al-Tabari in Iraq was given a hard time. The Hanabila, they hurt him, Ibn Jarir al-Tabari, and they caused him a lot of harm. Are we all together, brothers? Ala kulli hal, Malik is from the Imams whose madhab is what? Sorry, his fiqh is agreed upon. And so was Al-Imamu, and so was his Imam in Hadith and his Imam in Sunnah. Rahimahullah ta'ala. ولذلك الإمام مالك if he differs with his khilaf is معتبر this is very important that you understand this brothers like الإمام مالك if he says something which is outside you can't say that the, the scholars have ijma' in this issue he's from the people can break that ijma' if that ijma' was not before him if that ijma' was not before him are we all together brothers a lot do you read in scholars saying This man's khilaf is given precedence Whereas today if I said nah I differ with the scholars in this issue Who, who are you? Nah. The question is who are you Abdurrahman? So my khilaf is not mu'tabah Are we all together brothers? Like in the khilaf of these imams is mu'tabah Always given weight And Imam Malik is from them Rahimahullah ta'ala Al-Imam Malik, he inherited the knowledge from the scholars of Medina, the fuqaha of Medina. And Medina had seven jurists. Seven jurists. They were referred to as fuqaha is sab'ah. And a scholar compiled, he gathered them in a couple of lines of poetry. He said, إِذَا قِيلَ مَنْ فِي الْعِلْمِ سَبْعَةُ أَبْحُرٍ روايتهم ليست عن العلم خارجة فقولهم عبيد الله عروة قاسم سعيد أبي بكر سليمان خارجة إذا قلت وات فقهاء السبعة the seven فقهاء the seven jurists and they were the seven jurists of where مدينة so مدينة had فقه مدينة what did he have فقه of course he had فقه rather مدينة was where the prophet died عليه الصلاة والسلام and that's where the Prophet ﷺ, when he left this world, that was the last place he was at. Are we all together, brothers? And this kind of pushed Imam Malik to believe that the view of the people of Medina should be given more precedence than the view of any other land. Because they were the last people who saw the Nabiullah Muhammad. So he took knowledge from them. Rahimahullah ta'ala. And when Imam Malik died, the scholars, they cried for his death. For example, Hamad ibn Zaydin was told about the death of Imam Malik. This is how high he was, how great he was. He was informed of the death of Imam Malik. And then he started to cry. Hamad ibn Zaydin is a great Imam. Tears just started to roll from his eyes onto his cheeks. And then he said, Yarhamullahu Aba Abdillahi. May Allah have mercy upon Imam Malik. This man, he had a big place in the religion. Imam Malik had a what? A big place in the religion. 
الإمام الشافعي said about him الإمام الشافعي said about him إذا ذكر العلماء when the scholars are mentioned فمالكن النجم فمالكن النجم if the scholars is mentioned الإمام مالك is the star he's the star of all of them الإمام الشافعي said about الإمام مالك إذا ذكر العلماء فمالكن النجم Imam Malik is the star for them, the highest of them. Also, Imam Shafi'i, he said, "Ma ahadun amanna aliyya." Shafi'i said, "There is nobody who, who has favored me, who has bestowed blessing onto me, uh, who has favors on me." Min Malik ibn Anas than Imam Malik. Who said this? Imam Shafi'i said, "Ma ahadun amanna aliyya." There is nobody who has greater favor on me min Malik ibn Anas than Imam Malik. He also used to say, Imam Shafi'i used to say, Malik ibn Anas, Muallimi. Imam Malik is my teacher. And from him I took knowledge. Are you with me, brothers? And from him I took knowledge. And this is very important, brothers. That you know you understand the person you once upon a time took knowledge from and give them that status. This is what you tend to find in the biography of the scholars. That they always, they always honor their teacher. They always respect their teacher. And Imam Malik, he did refute Imam Malik. Uh, Shafi'i did refute Imam Malik on some issues that he differed with him on. But he never ever put him down. He honored him. He said, he's my teacher. He said he has favors on me. Are you with me, brothers? But he stuck to the point that he differed with him on. Abdul Rahman ibn Mahdi said, A'immatun nas, the imams, the leaders of the people, fi zamanihim, at their time, arba'a is four. Sufyan al-Thawri bil-Kufa. Sufyan al-Thawri in Kufa. Wa Malikun bil-Hijaz. And al-Imam Malik in where? Hijaz. Hijaz is Makkah and Medina. والأوزاعي بالشام أنا الإمام الأوزاعي وإن شام وحماد بن زيد بالبصرة الحماد بن زيد وبصرة so we have Sufyan al-Thawri in Kufa he's the Imam of the people of Kufa and الإمام الأوزاعي who's إمامه الإمام أهل الشام الإمام مالك who's what He's a people of Hijaz. And Hamad ibn Zayd is what? He's the, he's the Imam of what? The people of Basra. Abdurrahman ibn Mahdi, he said, Ma ra'aytu, I never saw a'qala min Malik ibn Anas. Anyone more smarter than Al-Imam Malik. I never saw. Smart man. Very clever. Qila lil-Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal. Somebody came to Imam Ahmad and they said, Imam Ahmad. يا أبا عبد الله رجل يريد أن يحفظ حديث رجل There's someone here who wants to memorize one particular scholar all of his narrations He wants to memorize the hadith of one particular imam رجل واحد بعينه بحديث من ترى له Who do you think he should memorize his hadith? He then said Imam Ahmed said, 
يحفظ حديث مالك لا يهم ما هذا حديث مالك ايوني برز كلمه مفعول حديث مالك ايوني برز ولذلك الامام مالك narrations and he's considered to be from the what from the golden chain have you ever heard of the golden chain have you Iraqi says in his Alfiya, Imsakuna an hukmina ala senad bi anahu asahum mutlakan wakad, khababihi kaumun fakila malikun an nafi'in bima rawahu anhu nasifu. Al-Imam Malik an nafi' an ibn Umar. Malik nafi' an ibn Umar. It's the golden chain. What is it called? And if it goes like this, it's even better. Ahmed Shafi'i Malik Nafi'an ibn Umar Golden chain This is his position Imam Malik So, so Ahmed said to the man Memorize the hadith of Imam Malik Imam al-Dhahabi What did he say about Imam Malik He said He's the proof of this ummah Imam Udari al-Hijra He is the Imam of Medina something shocking the habi said al-imam malik sought al-ilm he sought knowledge he was 13 14 15 16 17 18 19 let's say from 13 onwards he started to seek real knowledge what are Playing what? Fortnite. They're watching movies. They're watching cartoons. They're watching ah, uh, comics. Superman, Spider-Man. That's what they're watching. Thirteen, and Imam Malik was going out there to seek real knowledge. Ilm. Look at this. Wata'ahala lil futia. He became permitted to give fatwa. Wajala salil ifada, and he sat down to teach. وله إحدى وعشرين سنة. He was twenty-one years of age. When he was twenty-one, he had a seat in the Prophet's Masjid to teach. Now I want you to think about this, brothers. Twenty-one at that time was the time of real knowledge. Are you with me, brothers? علماء جهابلة were alive at that time. He's 21 years of age. Did he just take that chair and sit on it? Look what he said. Al-Imam Malik, he said this about himself. Rahimahullahu ta'ala. Oh, we're going to mention it later. Oh, let's say it now. He said, Ma jalastu, I never sat down. Illa ba'da an shahida li sab'una. Until 70 scholars said to me, In Medina, go teach. Go sit down. Have the rights to teach. At what age? Sab'una fuqaha, ulama of Medina, they all said to him, go, go. You are the one. You are the one, Malik. Go and teach and benefit the people. How old is he? He's 21. He took a seat in the Prophet's masjid to teach the people. Rahimahullahu ta'ala. And you have to understand, he wasn't just teaching. He was allowed to give fatwa. A teaching, a person can prepare the lesson and come. Like in fatwa, 
is meaning you can do ijtihad. He's allowed to give verdict from the Quran and the Sunnah. At what age? At 21. Rahimahullah. Al-Imam al-Dhahabi said, وَحَدَّثَ عَنْهُ جَمَاعَةٌ Many people narrated from Al-Imam Malik. وَهُوَ حَيٌّ شَابٌ طَرِيٌّ وَقَصَدَهُ طَلَبَةُ الْعِلْمِ مِنَ الْآفَاقِ فِي آخِرِ دَوْلَةِ أَبِي جَعْفَرِ الْمَنْصُورِ وَمَا بَعْدَ ذَلِكَ وَازْدَحَمُهُ عَلَيْهِ فِي خِلَافَةِ الرَّشِيدِ وَإِلَىٰ أَنَّاتَ Al-Imam Malik became تُضْرَبُ إِلَيْهِ أَكْبَادُ الْإِبِلِ People were coming from all over the world to see him. People were coming from the whole entire globe يَأْتُونَ مِنْ كُلِّ فَجٍ عَمِيقٍ Everyone was coming from every corner to meet Al-Imam Malik and to narrate from him. لِمَكَانَتِهِ وَعِلْمِهِ Because of his knowledge and because of his status. رحمه الله And he was a young boy. And he carried on from 21 until the ending of his life until he died رحمه الله تعالى until the Khilafah of Harun al-Rashid رحمه الله تعالى here there's a point I want to mention which is the concept of Tizkiyah. And Imam Malik, what did he say? مَا حَدَّثْتُ I didn't narrate nor did I talk حَتَّى شَهِدَ لِي سَبْعُونَ Until 70 scholars gave me So you got a Tizkiyah, right? The scholars, they divide the Tizkiyah into two. This is very important that we take this into consideration. The scholars, they divide and they break the tizkiyah. The tizkiyah means you've been praised. The tizkiyah, the scholars, they divide it into two. Tizkiyah to a'yan. Wa tizkiyah to al-ilm. Tizkiyah to al-a'yan means a scholar specifically praises you. And he says, so and so. He's entitled to teach. I believe he is a rightful candidate to be the Imam or to do this or to give fatwa or whatever. A scholar gives you this. Or the scholar says to the people, take knowledge from this person. This is Tazkiyatul A'yan. Individually you've been given a praise. This is the highest and the best. And this is a high level. But there's another type which is Tazkiyatul Ilm. What is it called? Tazkiyatul Ilm. And Tazkiyatul Ilm means what? No particular person praised you. No particular scholar praised you. You haven't got praise from a particular scholar. But what you do have, knowledge that praises you. What do you have? You have knowledge that praises you. Meaning, your knowledge is in line with the Quran and the Sunnah. وَبِمَا عَلَيْهِ سَلَفُ الصَّالِحِ And that which the pious predecessors are upon. And what you're saying does not leave what the scholars of that time are saying. So we look at your statement and your statement is in line with what the scholars are saying. It's in line with what the pious predecessors were upon. This is also a tizkiyah. This is also a, a tizkiyah. And this is the most important one. Because a scholar can praise you and you can change. Are you with me? Person can change. Abdurrahman ibn Muljim, who killed Adim Abi Talib, 
Uthman praised him at the beginning of the early stages. And Umar ibn Affan, Umar ibn Khattab, one of the two, appointed him to teach the Quran in Kufa or Iraq. He was praised at the beginning, no problem. And who did he kill at the end? He called Ali ibn Abi Talib. He was the one who murdered Abdullah and Ali ibn Abi Talib radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Wasir ibn Ata, the leader of the Mu'tazila, him and Amr ibn Ubayd. Wasir ibn Ata, who was he student for? Who did he take knowledge from? Hassan al-Basri. Hassan al-Basri took knowledge from. Are you with me, brothers? So what is more important to everybody else is not a paper that you got from somewhere or a qualification that you necessarily have or an institution that you graduated from. This is a paper. What really matters is that your knowledge, your deed, and you, you are in line with the Qur'an and the Sunnah and you're in line with the statement of the pious predecessors. That's what matters. Are you with me, brothers? That's why we say to Allah, Rabbana la tuzik qulubana ma'adaid hadaytana wahab lana min ladunka rahma innaka anta al-wahhab Oh Allah, don't turn us on our hills once you've guided us to the straight path. Al-qulubu bayna usbu'ayni min asabi'il rahmani yuqallibuha kayfa yasha The hearts are between the fingers of Allah. Allah tosses and turns it the way he wishes. Are you with me? يصبح الرجل مؤمنا ويمسي كافرا ويمسي مؤمنا ويصبح كافرا يبيع دينه بعرض من الدنيا. The Prophet said that. A person is a believer in the morning and in the evening he is a disbeliever. And in the evening he is a believer and in the morning he is a believer. Are we all together brothers? Changing. Buying his whole deen for a portion of the dunya. Are we all together brothers? So what really matters brothers is two things. A person what praises him is his ilm. And when we say ilm, according to the self, the term ilm, it wasn't information you gathered. It was also your action. You have to remember that all the time. Ilm, in the self, according to the self, it meant al-amal, action. They never considered a person to have knowledge if he never implemented what he, what he knew. Are you with me, brothers? If you just know but you don't implement it, what is said about you is you have information, Allahu Akbar. You have gathered information, but you're not a person of knowledge. Person of knowledge is the one who what? Who came to know something and implemented it. That is an alim, a scholar. And Imam Malik was also, as I mentioned, he was Sahib Sunnah, an Imam on, upon the Sunnah, Imam Malik. And his aqidah was profound and great. Rahimahullah ta'ala. He used to say, Laysa al-jidalu fi dini bishay. Argumentation has nothing to do with religion. And Imam Malik used to hate arguing. Well, a man came to Imam Malik and he said, I want to argue with you, I want to debate with you. And Imam Malik said to him, If I beat you and I win, will you follow me? He said, Yes. He said, what about if you win and you beat me? And he said, you should follow me. He said, what about if a third person comes and they beat both of us? Should we follow that person? And then he said, yes. 
Al Imam Malik said, it seems like you are not consistent upon what you believe. You're jumping from one place to another. As for me, inni ala bayinatin min amri, wa anta shaak, fadhab ila shaakin mithlika fakhasimhu. I'm upon certainty of my religion. I'm not bouncing because somebody more argue, argumentative than I am has come and beat me in a debate. doesn't necessarily make me change my position. So it seems like you're in a doubtful state. Go to somebody like you who's doubtful and debate with them. He never liked debating. It wasn't because he didn't have the knowledge to debate. La ilaha illallah he did. Are you with me brothers? But it's because he understood rahimahullah that debates, it doesn't bring about a lot. It doesn't. He also used to say, Ahl he used to say, Ahlul Ahwa, the people of desires, Bi'sal evil are they. The people of desires, evil are they. La yusallamu alayhim, don't give them greetings. Wa'tizaluhum ahabu ilayya, and to boycott them is more beloved to me than anything else. The people of desires, he said, Rahimahullah, Imam Malik, evil are they. Evil people are they. And they are a people. One should not greet them. And to boycott them and stay away from them. Is more beloved to me. Is more beloved to me. And Imam Malik used to say, That Iman is speech and actions. Because there were other groups that didn't say that. Like the Murji and the Khawarij and etc. He also used to say, Al-Qur'an kalamullah. The Qur'an is the speech of Allah Azza wa Jalla. He also used to say, Man qala al-Qur'an. Anyone who says that the Qur'an is makhluq, yuja'u darban. He should be beaten. Wa yuhbasu hatta yatub. And he should be imprisoned until he repents from what he said. So Imam Malik was like that when he came to his aqidah and his belief. He didn't like the deen to be tainted, nor did he like the religion to be played with and to be altered and anything to be added to it, rahimahullah ta'ala. One of the things that he used to say was, لا ينبغي It is not permissible. الإقامة في أرض in a land يكون العمل فيها بغير الحق You should not stay in a land where the truth cannot be established. You cannot do your religion. And the salaf are being insulted and they're being called names. You shouldn't stay in that land. Al-Imam Malik is talking about a land where innovators control it. That's what he's talking about. Imagine if it was the land of the disbelievers. It's a whole different dialogue. A whole different discussion now. He's talking about a land where Muslims run it, but they don't let you practice your religion. He said, you shouldn't stay in that land. Leave it. Do hijrah from it. And a place where the salaf, the sahabas, are being cursed. He said, no one should stay in that land. Are we all together, brothers? A person should stay there. Ja'far ibn Abdullah, he said, Kunna inda Malikir, we were with Imam Malik. فَجَاءَهُ رَجُلٌ أَيْمَانٌ كَيْنٌ فَقَالَهِ سَرْ يَا أَبَا عَبْدِ اللَّهِ He said to Imam Malik, الرَّحْمَانُ عَلَى الْعَرْشِ اسْتَوَى كَيْفَ اسْتَوَى A man said to Imam Malik, how did Allah go above his throne? Imam Malik, رحمه الله, he looked at the earth, 
He had a twig in his hand. So he started to scribble on the earth. He was writing. Some of the narrations mentioned he started to sweat from his forehead. And then he looked at the man. He raised his head and he looked at him after a while of thinking. And then he said to him, The how, it's not one that can be perceived. Are we all together, brothers? Meaning it's not something we know. Are we all together, brothers? Pay attention. Did Al-Imam Malik deny the kayfiyah? Did he negate it? No, he didn't negate it. He just said, we don't know it. It's just something we haven't perceived it. There's a difference between what Malik is saying here. Malik is not rejecting that there is a kayfiyah, but we don't know it. We don't. We don't know that. He said, this is not something our minds can comprehend. As for the word istiwa, he said, It's not something that's unknown to us. We know what it means. The Salaf, what did they call istiwa? It's not something that's unknown to us. We know what istiwa means. To believe in it is what? Obligatory. Not to believe in it. Asking me this question, which is how did Allah go above his throne is an innovation. وَأَظُنُّكَ And I believe you are صَاحِبُ بِدْعَةِ You're an innovator. I believe you're an innovator. وَأُمِّرَ بِهِ فَأُخْرِجَ He said, take him out of the mystery. Take this man out of the mystery. They grabbed him by the collar. They threw him out of the mystery. Why did Imam Malik do that? Shaykh Muhammad ibn Salih Uthaymin said, he was implementing the ayah and he falls under the ayah فَمَنْ أَظْلَمُ مِمَّنْ مَنَعَ مَسَاجِدَ اللَّهِ أَنْ يُذْكَرَ فِيهَا اسْمُهُ He's in a person who's bringing corruption Are we all together? Into the masjid So Imam Malik believed to stop this evil before it starts to spread and he has that authority He has that what? Power Everybody in the city of Medina is going to be like Are you the man who who Imam Malik threw you out of the masjid? A'udhu Billah. A'udhu Billah. That's what they will say to him. Are we all together, brothers? Also, Imam Malik, what he used to say was, Junnatul Alim. This statement, you need to memorize it. He used to say, Junnatul Alim. The shield of the scholar is, La Adri, I don't know. I don't know is the shield of the scholar. If the scholar misses it, or he becomes heedless. He doesn't use it. Usibat maqatilu. The arrow that was thrown at him is going to hit him. He's going to die from it. Are we all together, brothers? So la adri is what? What is la adri? It's a shield for you to go to hide in when you don't know something. Walkullu min ahli al-malahil arba'a yaqulu la adri fakun muttabi'a. All of the scholars, whenever they felt they didn't know the answer to the question, they would say, I don't know. Well, Imam Malik, a man asked him a question. Abdurrahman Mahdi he said, Sa'ala Rajulun Malikan. A man asked Imam Malik a question. And they said, Some people sent me with this question, and I cut this distance. Six months the man was traveling for this question. How long? Six months. This man was traveling in the desert, in the heat, to come to Imam Malik in Medina to ask him this question. And then he said to him, Imam Malik, when he asked him the question, 
فَأَخْبِرِ الَّذِي Tell the one أَرْسَلَكَ who sent you أَنِّي لَا أَعْلَمُ I don't know anything regarding this issue. Go back to those people and inform them I have no knowledge of these questions that you're asking me. And the man said, وَمَنْ يَعْلَمُهَا Then who knows it? Six months. Then who knows it? And Imam Malik didn't say, Oh, if I don't know, no one else knows it, just go back. He didn't say that. He said, الَّذِي عَلَّمَهُ اللَّهِ The one who Allah teaches it to him is the one who knows. The one who Allah teaches it to knows it. This shows you that how important it was to them to not speak about a matter which they had no knowledge of. Remember when you speak, you are signing on behalf of Allah Azza Are you with me, brothers? Walidharika Ibn al-Qayyim, do you know what he called his book? I'lamu? Why do you call I'lamu al-Muqi'in? What does Muqi'in mean? What does Tawqi' mean? Come on, you guys go to the bank, you sign papers, they give it to you, right? What do they say? Sign on the dotted line. Do Tawqi' here. You are signing on behalf of Allah when you speak. They're giving a fatwa, you're saying, Allah, this is what he said. You're lying about Allah Azza wa Jal. So you need to watch what you're going to say. So Ali Malik used to say, La adiri, I don't know. One time he was given so many questions, all of them said, La adiri, next question. La adiri, next question. La adiri, next question. La adiri, next question. Forty something questions was asked. And one of them he answered. And the rest he said, La adiri, I don't know. This shows their wara' and how they wanted to stay away from speaking without no knowledge. Abdullah ibn Wahbin, one of the students of Imam Malik, he said, I can write volumes on the times that Imam Malik said, La adiri. Hear me, brothers. Walid al-Kasubki wrote a book called La adiri. One thick book. One volume. It's actually a present. The scholars, when they said La adiri, Shafi'i and others, when they said it. Another powerful statement that Imam Malik said, he said, Rahimahullah Ta'ala, he said, Ma ta'allamtu, I didn't study. I didn't gain knowledge illa li nafsi. Ma ta'allamtu al-ilma. I didn't learn knowledge illa li nafsi except for myself. Wa ma ta'allamtuhu li ahtaj al-nasu ilayya. And I never learned knowledge so the people can need me. I didn't learn knowledge so I can be an imam. I never learned knowledge so I can be... No, I learned it for myself. Nafsi. Myself. Me first. And that's very important, brothers. When you read a book, when you go to a lecture, when you are you sitting there to find something that's going to move you to closer to Allah and distance you from the hellfire, or are you sitting there to get this issue against somebody else and prove somebody else wrong? We're all together, brothers. This is the Imam, and many other Imams were like that. One of the statements Al Imam Malik said, he said, "Inna hadha al-ilm this religion. This knowledge that you're learning is, a, is your religion. Look at who you take your religion from. Look at who you take your religion from. If it come, if somebody was to tell you today that the doctor that you go to, he really hasn't attained this qualification. He's a fraudster. You would be happy to the person who tells you and you'll stay away from that doctor. True or false? Then why, why your religion, which is connected to it, your success of this world and the 
hereafter. Then look at who you take your religion from. Look at them from what angle? Look at his knowledge and look at his wara, his religion. He's eating haram. Are you with me, brothers? And the way he carries himself is nothing in line with the Prophet ﷺ and his way. Then ibtaid anhu. Go far from him. And distance yourself from him. Because this is your religion. This is your deen. Don't gamble with your religion. Al-Imam Maliki died when the year was 179. 179 he died. And there is no dispute when he died. And this is very common. You can, it tells you that when he was born, okay, nobody knew. Because remember, he hasn't achieved anything. But now he's Imam dunya So it's it is what? It is documented. Ulidarikal Imam al-Dhahabi he said Rahimahullah Ta'ala about the scholars of hadith. You know, scholars of hadith always write de the deaths of everybody because they want to keep it documented. So he saw people who were waiting to write, they wrote his name and they left a blank space to write when he dies. His own students. They have to write it down. And he said, Uridu Hayati. I want them to live because I'm giving them the hadith of the Prophet and I'm educated and they're waiting for the day I'm dying and they want my death. My death. Because it's called the hadith, that's how they are. Now we're going to go to an Imam Malik student. We have an understanding of who this Imam is. We're going to go into his students. His students, we said they are they are these five. Abdullah ibn Wahbin Abdul Rahman ibn Al-Qasim, Ashab ibn Abdul Aziz, Abdullah ibn Abdul Hakam, and Ma'ar ibn Isa. These are the five students of Al-Imam Al Malik, rahimahullah. They are his prominent students, rahimahullah. Abdullah ibn Wahbin, he died the year 170, Sorry, 197. When did he die? Abdullah ibn Wahbin, he died? 197. Abdurrahman ibn Abd, Al-Qasim, he died 191. 191. Ashab ibn Abdul Aziz died 204. 204. Abdullah ibn Abdul Hakam. He died 214. Ma'an ibn Isa. He died 198. These are his students. The one who stuck with Al Imam Malik the most from those five is Ma'an ibn Isa. He's min al mulazimin al Imam Malik. He stuck stuck close to Al-Imam Malik. And the way he stuck with Al-Imam Malik was mulazamatam. He became like the shadow of Al-Imam Malik, rahimahullah. Until they used to say, He used to sleep on the front porch of the door of the house. And if Al-Imam Malik came out, he would get up and he would go and he would narrate from him. 
it was said that Ma'ar ibn Isa was used to be called Usayyata Usayyata Malik what does Usayyata Malik mean? the stick of Imam Malik Usayyata is Tasgheer is Asa Malik the small stick of Imam Malik he would stick with him everywhere he went and he would write everything from him now we're going to go into the third part inshallah ta'ala which is ba'dul malamih fi al-madhhab we're going to go into ba'dul malamih fi al-madhhab we're going to speak about the madhhab the the categorization that it has and we categorize the madhhab into four the first one is ma kataba al-imam malik Binafsi, that which Imam Malik himself wrote. What did Imam Malik write? He wrote his muatta, right? Are you with me, brothers? What did Imam Malik write? He wrote his muatta. His muatta is called, it's referred to as fiqh athari. It's fiqh athar. Fiqh athar is different. What does it mean? It's ahadith al ahkam. A hadith which have in it what? Jurisprudent rulings. So the Maliki Madhab, the beauty about it is the fact that it started with what? The whole Madhab, it started with the hadith of the Prophet Are you with me brothers? So this is where it comes from. And in the Al-Imam Malik, what does he have? Al-Imam Malik has his statements and his views are in there. In his Muwatta. We mentioned the best sharah for his Muwatta is what? Two books. Because in the Muwatta, there are what? Marfu'at. There's Mawqufat as well. There's Marfu'at and other than Marfu'at. Are you with me, brothers? Marfu'at means that which is attributed to the Prophet. The book that explains what is attributed to the Prophet is At-Tabheed ibn Abdul Barr. At-Tabheed by who? Ibn Abdul Barr. And the best tahqiq for that, we said that it's the Bashar Awad Ma'roof. His tahqiq is the best so far. Even he's, he's under huh? a lot of heat by other muhaqqiqin. They're criticizing his efforts and his work on it. But even then, he's the best so far. Bashar Awad Ma'roof one. We spoke about this when we were talking about Tariq Tadwini, Al-Sunnah, right? And the second book is the istithkar by Ibn Abdul Barr as well. The istithkar, what it does is, it explains the mawqufat, the statements of the companions that in the tamheed is marfu'at, meaning the Prophet's statements that are in the muwatta, and the istithkar is anything that is not marfu', meaning that's not attributed to the Prophet, alayhi salatu, alayhi salatu salam. Also, there's another kitab called Al-Qabas by Abu Bakr Ibn Arabi Al-Maliki Rahimahullah Al-Qabas, which is a sharah of Muatta Al-Imam Malik. It's very good. It is what? It's very good. So the first book is Muatta Al-Imam Malik. The second book is Al-Asmi'ah. Ma sami'ahu? 
Talamidhu, that which his students heard from him. What are they called? Al-Asmi'ah. It's referred to as what? Al-Asmi'ah. And when we spoke about the Al-Asmi'ah, there are two people who had the most, who had the most from Al-Imam Malik. They had the most from the five students. And those two are who? Abdul Rahman ibn Qasim al-Misri. Abdul Rahman ibn Qasim al-Misri, he narrated so much, they said it reached 300 what? 300 volumes. It's in two, uh, how many volumes? Ibn Abdul Bar mentions that in his Kitab al-Intiqa, and Qadi Iyad mentions it in Tartibul Madarik. Let me read it for you. And Ibn al-Qasim kana indahu. Ibn al-Qasim, Abdul Rahman al-Qasim, it was with him min al-asmi'ati an al-imam malikim ma yaqrubu min 300 jalad. Ama 300 mujallad. 300 volumes if it was published. That he heard from who? Al-Imam Malik. The second person who heard a lot from Al-Imam Malik is who? Ma'an ibn Isa al-Madani. Ma'an ibn Isa al-Madani. What did he hear from Al-Imam Malik? A lot. Because remember I told you he was what? Min al-mulazimina lil-Imam Malik. Mulazamatan tamma. He stuck with Al-Imam Malik so much. Hatta kan yatawassadu atamat al-bab. He used to cover his face from the dust and sleep in the porch of Imam Malik's house. And whenever he came out, he would write from him. So these two, Ma'ad ibn Isa al-Madani and Abdurrahman ibn al-Qasim al-Misri, both of these were the most, when it came to this, Masami'ahu, Talamidu, that which his students heard from him. And this is called Al-Asmi'ah. Al-Asmi'ah takes a second level. Okay, this is, this is the order. Here is Al-Mustakhrajat. What does Al-Mustakhrajat mean? Al-Mustakhrajat is ma kharrajahu talamidhu al-imam. It is what the students of the imam extract from what? Min fatawihi from his verdicts. And Imam Malik gave verdicts, right? A question was asked. He gave a fatwa. They take that fatwa and they apply it an event or a situation that has not been given a verdict by the Imam. The Imam didn't give a verdict to it. This is called a what? Al-Mustakhrajat. In the Madhab, this is the third. Last but not least, Ijtihadu a'immati al-Madhab. The scholars within the Madhab, the scholars within the Madhab, they go and they give, they give, Fatwa. He then summarize it now. Madhabu Imam Malik, it stands on these four. Madhabu Imam Malik stands on what? These four. The first one is, Ma katabahu al-imamu, that which the Imam himself wrote. And this is the Muwatta. The second one is al-asmi'ah. And al-asmi'ah means, what the students heard from Imam Malik. And we said the students here, the two who heard the most from Imam Malik is Abdul Rahman ibn al-Qasim 
and Ma'an ibn Isa. The third one is Al-Mustakhrajat. And Al-Mustakhrajat, we said, is what the students take from the fatwa of the Imam for an event that had not taken place or it a verdict was not given by the Imam in that particular event. So they use it, they get take a fatwa in a particular event the Imam gave it to and they use it for an event that he didn't give it to. The fourth one is Ijtihad Ijtihadu A'immati Madhab The Ijtihad, the independent reasoning that the Imams of the Madhab did. So it's four of those stages. Makatabul Imamu, that which the Imam himself wrote, Al Asmi'a, Al Mustakhrajat, and Al Ijtihadat. Those are the four. And the Madhab of Al Imam Malik, this is where the juice came from. Are you with me, brothers? Now we're going to go into Ahamul Mu'allafati fil Madhab. We're going to speak about the prominent books that are written in the Madhab. The first one is the first one is the Muwatta of Imam Malik. Are you with me, brothers? The first one is what? The Muwatta of Imam Malik. The second one is the Al Mudawana. Al Mudawana is written by Sahnun. Who is written by? Sahnun wrote it. He authored it. Who died in year 240? Sahnun. And the Kitab Sahnun is actually questions from Asad ibn al-Furat to who? To Abdurrahman ibn al-Qasim. The Mudawwana by Sahnun is built upon what? Asila questions by Asad ibn al-Furat to Abdurrahman ibn al-Qasim al-Misri. That's the second book. The Al-Mustakhraja, which is also known as Atabiyya, is written by Muhammad ibn Ahmad Al-Utbi. I said, sorry, Al-Atabiyya, I mean Utbiyya, sorry. The Al-Mustakhraja is also known as what? Al-Utbiyya. And it's written by Muhammad ibn Ahmad Al-Utbi, who died in 255, and some scholars, they say, no, 254. And we already spoke about it, the, um, the Mustakhrajat. And Ibn Rushd, he worked on that book in a kitab which he called it Al-Jam'u Wa-Tahseel. Al-Jam'u Wa-Tahseel. Don't confuse the Jam'u Wa-Tahseel with Ala Al-Kaykildi's kitab. Ala Al-Kaykildi, rahimahullah, Salahuddin Ala Al-Kaykildi, has a kitab called Jam'u al-Tahseel fi ahkam al-Marasil, that's another kitab. Ibn Rushd has a what? He has a, he worked on the kitab written by who? Muhammad ibn Ahmad al-Utbi, which is the third one, al-Mustakhraja. The fourth one is al-Wadiha. The fourth one is, it's al-Wadiha, and it's written by Abdul Malik ibn Habib al-Sulami. Abdul Malik ibn Habib al-Sulami. He authored it and he died the year 238. 
The last one is Al-Mawaziyyah. The last book is Al-Mawaziyyah and it's written by Muhammad ibn Ibrahim who's well known as Al-Mawaz. Hudariyah 269. And I did tell you at the beginning these four Ibn Hajib He brought it all together in a kitab called In a book where he called it Jam'ul Ummahat And I then said to you The Jam'ul Ummahat by Ibn Hajib It got explained by Khalil Ibn Ishaq Al-Misri Are you with me brothers? In a kitab where he called it Tawdih, right? He explained this book, the Kitab Al-Tawdih, by Khalil ibn Ishaq al-Misri, is a sharah of Jam'u al-Ummahat. He explained it. Who did? Khalil ibn Ishaq al-Misri. And then what happened was, he felt the need to summarize it. In a book which he called, he called it, or it became known, known as Mukhtasar Mukhtasar al-Khalil Mukhtasar al-Khalil Are you with me brothers? I'm a Matnu Khalil This kitab, the Mukhtasar of al-Khalil Are you with me brothers? Is the one that you find is memorized If you go to Mauritania They memorize the Mukhtasar al-Khalil If you go to Morocco, Algeria, countries like that Who follow the Madhab al-Malikiyah This is the kitab that they Mukhtasar Khalil is their book. Are you with me, brothers? Like, there's an issue with this book. The issue with this book is because, pay attention, where was it taken from? Originally, it came from the Al-Mudawwana, Ahmad Al-Utbiyah, the Mudawwana, sorry, Al-Utbiyah, Ahmad Al-Mustakhraja, whichever you want to call it, Al-Wadiha, and the Mawaziya, which then became Jam'ul Ummahat, and then it became Al-Tawdih, and Tawdih is a lot of volumes. He summarized the Tawdih, so the problem that became was, it became like a riddle. The book became like, like a lugz, like a riddle. Meaning the words that became so jumbled that you can't understand what he's trying to say here. Are you with me, brothers? He's trying to make a small matin out of what? Are you with me, brothers? So it became like a riddle, like. It won't, it won't even be make, make sense what, what's being said here. So scholars, they, what they try to do is fakul ibarat, try to open the terminology. What does he mean here? Try to open it up, and that opening up sometimes it takes more than thirty pages. Some of the shuruhat. Are you with me, brothers? Just to open a paragraph or a sentence. What's under there? What he's, what he's trying to say? Well, once upon a time, it used to be the diary of a woman. You have to memorize that book. And understand it. And then the father would give you his daughter. Imagine that was the case here. A lot of us will be single, huh? Ah. It used to be in Maghrib. Once upon a time in Andalus and these Al-Garnata and these lands where the Maliki Madhab was strong and everything. And even in Morocco recently. That's what it used to be. The diary of a woman was this kitab. Are you with me, brothers? And it's got thousands of masail fiqih in there. 
This is the book that, that Malikia, Life and Death. This is the book for them. Are you with me, brothers? There's another kitab called, that we want to talk about since we're talking about books, is known as Matnu Risala. It's called Ar Risala by Ibn Abi Zayd al Qayrawani. It's called what? Ar Risala by who? Ibn Abi Zayd al Qayrawani. Many people, they only know the Risala by Ibn Abi Zayd al Qayrawani because of aqidah that they study from it. Are you with me, brothers? Because what the author did was, Ibn Abi Zayd al Qayrawani, what he did was, the beginning of the book, before he went to the fiqh, he spoke about what? Aqidah. Because, brothers, when the Prophet said, Man Anyone Allah wants good for them, he makes them what? Understand the religion. Here it means what? Aqidah and fiqh. Does that make sense, brothers? So the scholars before, they never used to have this kind of distinguishing one from the other. And so you see a person studying fiqh, but his aqidah is corrupt. Are you with me, brothers? It wasn't happening before. Because a person would study the aqidah and the fiqh together. And it's very important, brothers, that we understand the concept of how important it is that we start with aqidah first before we go into fiqh. The poet, he said, He said, وَبَعَدُ فَالتَّوْحِيدُ عِلْمٌ يَنْبُلُ عَلَى الْعُلُومِ كُلِّهَا وَيَفْضُلُ قَدْ أَوْجَبَ الرَّحْمَانُ مِنْهُ قَدْرًا لَيْسِ يَصِحُ الدِّينَ حَتَّى يُذْرَى Tawheed is a portion you have to know. Okay, aqidah, there's a portion you cannot be ignorant about. You have to know it. So anyways, Al-Risala by Ibn Abi Zayd Al-Qayrawani is also one of the books within their madhab which they truly like. One of the, another, another books that they have is called At-Talqeel by Qadi Abdul Wahab. It's called what? At-Talqeel by who? Qadi Abdul Wahab. And there's also there's Matnu Ashir. Al-Andulusi wrote. There are many books within that. Maliki Madhab. There are a lot of books within the Madhab. Now we're going to go into the last portion of our session which is Istilahat Al-Malikiyya Terminologies which they use We're going to start with Istilahat Al-Khasah Bikutubihim Terminologies that are specific to their books For example, they use the word Al-Kitab The Malikiyya will say Al-Kitab What do they mean by when they say Al-Kitab? They mean the Al-Mudawwana They mean the Al-Mudawwana that we mentioned by Sahanun because that book means a lot to them. So when they say Al-Kitab, they mean the what? Al-Mudawana. What about when they say Al-Ummahatu Arba? The four mothers. The four mothers, they mean the Al-Mudawana, the Mustakhraja, the Al-Wa, Al-Utbiyah. You can call the Mustakhraja or Al-Utbiyah the same. And the Muwaziyah, right? And the Wadiha. Are you with me, brothers? It's these four. When they say Ummahatil Arba'ah, those four. The four, four mothers. What about when they say Ad-Dawaween? The Dawaween. When they use that term, they mean seven books. They mean seven books. When they use the word Ad-Dawaween, Ad-Dawaween, they mean seven books. Four of those we just mentioned. Al-Mudawwana, Al-Mustakhraja, Al-Wadiha, Al-Muwaziyah. And then three extra, which is Al-Mukhtalata by Ibn Al-Qasim, 
المبسوطه باي قاضي اسماعيل ان المجموع باي عبدوس المجموعه باي ابن عبدوس So when they say الدواوين, they mean how many books? Seven. Four that we just mentioned and three extra. What are the three? المختلطة المختلطة by who? Ibn Qasim, Abdurrahman Ibn Qasim. And the مبسوطة by who? Qadi Ismail. And the مجموع by Ibn Ubdus. We finished the first part of the مصطلحات الخاصة بكتبهم. We're now going to go to terminologies that they use. المصطلحات الخاصة بعلماء وشيوخ المذهب. They use it for the scholars. When, it, when they say المدنيون مدنيون means مدينة. Who do they mean the مدنيون? The مدنيز. Who do they mean? They are referring to the followers of Imam Malik such as Ibn Kinana Ibn Majishun Mutarrif, Ibn Nafi' Ibn Maslama and those of that level One more time Some students, students are frustrated Ibn Kinana Ibn Kinana Ibn Majishun Ibn Majishun Mutarrif مطرف ابن نافع ابن نافع ابن مسلمة and those of that level what about when they say المصريون the Egyptians who do they mean the ones that we mentioned at the top right عبد الرحمن ابن القاسم المصري أشهب ابن عبد العزيز المصري عبد الله ابن وهب المصري and also أصبغ and Abdullah ibn Hakam al-Misri. So those four I mentioned, and also extra, which is Asbar. What about when they say Al-Iraqiyun? The Iraqs. Huh? <laughs> Have you guys heard the Iraq? Uh, the Iraqiyun are the ones in what? Iraq. Who do they mean? They mean القاضي إسماعيل ابن إسحاق القاضي أبي الحسن ابن القصار ابن جلاب القاضي عبد الوهاب القاضي أبي الفرج البغدادي أنا الشيخ أبي بكر الأبهري ونظرائهم those of that level go to the recording إن شاء الله تعالى وربا وأن يسأل المغاربة توصل المغرب they refer to الشيخ ابن أبي زيد القيرواني ابن القابسي ابن اللباد and أبو بكر أبو الوليد الباجي and also ابن عبد البر okay and ابن الرشد what about when they say القرينان they mean القرينان القرينان those the contemporaries they are referring to as أشهب and ابن نافع أشهب بن عبد العزيز and ابن نافع what about when they say الأخوين الأخوان they're referring to Mutarrif and Ibn al-Majishun. 
The reason why they call them Al-Akhawan, the two brothers, is because a lot of the times you tend to find uh, Ibn Majishun and Mutarrif, they, they tend to agree with each other a lot. So that's why they call them brothers. What about Al-Qadiyani, the two Qadis? They mean Ibn Qassar and who? Abdul Wahab. Pay attention to this. The Maliki, the Mutakhirin of the Malikiyah, their view is revolving around a lot of the times with who? Al-Qassar. Are you with me, brothers? And Al-Qadi Abdul Wahab. These are the two. You have to remember that. Al-Qadi Abdul Hassan Al-Qassar and Al-Qadi Abdul Wahab. Just like the Shafi'iyah, when we speak about it, we'll see the kalam revolves around who? Al-Imam Al-Nawi. And who? And Al-Imam Al-Rafi'i. Are you with me, brothers? And who? The Karji, who? If they agreed with each other, okay, good. If they didn't, who should we take? Are you with me, brothers? It's the... It's Al-Imam Nawi and Al-Imam Al-Rafi'i. And tarjih between the two of them. What about when they say Al-Muhammadani, the two Muhammads? They're referring to Ibn Mawaz and also Ibn Sahnun. Like Ibn Arafah, he said, no, 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 it's not those two. It's Ibn Mawaz and it's also Ibn Abdul Hakam. That's what he said. What about when they say Al-Muhammaduna, the Muhammads? Not just two, but a lot of Muhammads. They're referring to four. Who are they? Ibn Abdus, Ibn Suhnun, Ibn Abdul Hakam, and Ibn Mawaz. What about when they say Al-Imam, the Imam? They're referring to as Al-Maziri, Al-Maziriyun. What about when they say Al-Shaykh, the Sheikh? They mean Ibn Abi Zayd Al-Qairawani. Are you with me, brothers? What about when they say Al-Shaykhani, the two Shaykhani? They mean Ibn Abi Zayd al-Qairawani and also Abil Hassan al-Qabisi. We finished the terminologies that they use for their shuyukh and their scholars. We're now going to go into the narrations and the statements. What about when they say al-riwayat, narrations? What do they mean? They mean aqwalul imami malik, the statements of al-imamu malik. What about when they say al-aqwal? They, they mean majority of the times? The students of al-imam malik statements. What about when they say al-ittifaq, agreement? When they say al-ittifaq, it's agreement. What are they referring to? They're referring to the agreement of the Ahlul Madhab, the Madhab themselves, not outside the Madhab. What about when they say al-ijma'ah? When the Malikiyah say ijma'ah, what do they mean by that? They mean ijma'ah of the ulama, generally speaking. What about when they say al-jumhur, the majority? When they say the jumhur, they mean the four imam, the four madhabs believe in this. They believe the four imams. Habib Hanifa, Imam Malik, Shafi'i and Ahmed. What about when they say al-mutaqaddimin and mutaakhirin? When they say mutaqaddimin, they mean before Ibn Abi Zayd al-Qairawani. And then when they say mutaakhirin, they mean after Ibn Abi Zayd al-Qairawani, him included. Does that make sense? So when they say mutaqaddimin al-mutaakhirin, the early and the late, the mutaqaddimin to them is what? 
those that came before Ibn Abi Zayd al-Qayrawani and the Muta'akhirin is what? Ibn Abi Zayd al-Qayrawani him and those who came after him لذلك they call Ibn Abi Zayd al-Qayrawani Khatimatul Mutaqaddimin the seal and the last of the early generation and awwalul mutakhirin and the beginning of the late generation so they include him in the what? in the mutakhirin we're going to go into the last one which is al-mustalahatu fitarjih when they want to strengthen between themselves opinions and views how do they do that? and what are the terms that they use? they use the word al-adhar al-adhar what does al-adhar mean? Al-Adhar and Mashhur and Al-Sahih and Al-Sah. All of that means the strongest opinion. What about when they say Al-Mashhur? They mean this is the famous view. But when they say Al-Mashhur, you always need to remember there is a view which is out there which is strange, is gharib. Are you with me, brothers? What about when they say Al-Sahih? Al-Sahih means the strongest opinion. It's the same as Al-Adhar, but the difference is As-Sahih, that means there's a weak opinion also out there, but it's weak. And we will conclude there, inshaAllah ta'ala. Uh, anything which I have said that was wrong or incorrect is from me, Shaytan, and Allah and His Messenger are free from it. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik, ashadu an la ilaha illallah, astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayhi.